have and made your, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. We're going back to Genesis 22, but we're going to start at verse 9. And we'll read down through verse 19. And then we're going back to James, the uh, first chapter, verse 2 and 4. There's a couple other places we're going to go in Philippians and Hebrews and in Matthew 10. Amen. That uh, is going to be for our reading. We'll quickly go to those those places on tonight. Again, we'll go back to our foundation in Genesis 22, amen, beginning in verse 9. We're at Mount Moriah, Mount Moriah, and that place is a place of testing. It's a place of testing. And verse 9, 22 and 9 says, then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. He bound Isaac, his son, laid him on the altar upon the wood, and Abraham stretched out his hand, took the knife to slay his son. But, amen, the angel of the Lord, the capital A, called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear the Lord since you have not withheld your son your only son from me. Now I know. Verse 13, then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horn. So Abraham went, took the ram, offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Praise the name of the Lord. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Nisi, or the Lord will provide, as it, as it is said to this day, in the, in the mount of the Lord, amen, it shall be provided. Amen. I love verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called from called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. Amen. A second time out of heaven. It wasn't, a, it wasn't in a manifestation as before, as later on with Moses in the bush. It wasn't the uh, uh, Shekinah. Amen. This time he called from heaven and he did it a second time. Praise God. And said, by myself I have sworn, saying, because you have done this, because you've obeyed me and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you, multiplying. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is of the seashore, uh, amen, and your descendants shall possess the gate of the enemy. Amen. This is a restatement of what God said to Abram initially in Genesis 12 when he called him out of the Ur of Chaldees. Amen. He continued, amen, to restate the promise that, amen, his offspring would be as the stars of heaven, as the sand of the seashore. Amen. Verse 18, in your seed, as in one, all nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. That's it. So Abraham returned with his young man and they arose and went together to Bathsheba and Abram dwelt in Bathsheba. Praise God. Uh, just tonight for a few minutes, I want to deal with this subject. Amen. Don't panic. It's just a test. Don't panic. It's just a test. James 1 and chapter 1, verse 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing, amen, got to have a knowing in our spirit, knowing that the testing of your faith 
produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete or perfect, amen, the mature, I'm sorry, and complete, liking nothing, amen. That's the goal, to be mature, to be, amen, complete, liking nothing. And in order for that to manifest, we have to endure various trials, amen. The test faith must be tested. We said this last night, I'll say again, that faith that has not been tested is faith that cannot be trusted. Amen. Faith that has not been tested is faith that cannot be trusted. Glory to God. Amen. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing, have that knowing in your spirit that the testing of your faith, hallelujah, uh, produces patience. It produces endurance, perseverance. Amen. Uh, I, I said it last night. I said it again. I heard someone say, don't pray and ask the Lord for patience because that means you're going to go through something. And so just don't do that. Amen. And, and, and But uh, I stated last night, I'll state it again, the opposite of that would be you be impatient and weak in areas all your life and thereby a target for the enemy. He don't have to create no, no new place to come in your life because as long as you are impatient without perseverance, amen, without endurance, amen, he can just play the same trick because Amen. He's using your inability, your unwillingness to yield in trials against you. And thereby, he'll always have a door. He'll always have a place to come in. When uh, warfare comes up in a group, you'll be the first one the enemy attack. Amen. Why? Because, you refu because we can refuse to grow up. Amen. We can refuse to grow up. And, uh, and that's dangerous. That's dangerous not to go through the trials. Amen. Uh, it's dangerous not to go through the trials. It is dangerous. Amen. To stay weak all your life. Glory to God. Amen. And so uh, last night also we established the fact that the definition of test, amen, it, it is a procedure intended to establish the quality, performance, reliability of something. It is a process. It's a procedure, amen, with a, with a dedicated purpose to it, intended to uh, find out, to establish its quality, its personal performance and reliability. Amen. And that is done before it's sent out globally, before it's widespread, it has to be tested. Beloved, you and I, as ambassadors of Christ, we have to be tested. We got, before we can go out, before we, amen, as they would say, go to the nations, amen, we have to pass the test that God, amen, will lay before us. In Genesis 22 and 1, the Bible says that the Lord tested Abraham. This was a test, praise God. And when he passed the test, he says this thing, now I know that you will not withhold anything from me since you have given, offered up your son, amen, your only son, as a matter of fact, he said, the one you love, amen, as a sacrifice. Matthew 10, Matthew 10, 37 through 39 says this, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life 
a man will lose it. And he who loses his life will find it. For my sake, will find it. Amen. He says, if you love your father and mother, if you love your daughters, your, amen, your son, more than me, you're not worthy. You're not worthy of, amen, of following me. You are, amen, as a matter of fact, we'll spend the rest of our lives as a fan of Christ, but not a follower. Amen. We make a lot of noise for Christ. We have our spiritual pom-poms for Christ. Amen. A lot of chants for Christ, but not following behind Christ. He says, because you got something that is ahead of, uh, uh, that you put ahead of me. There was a rich ruler. Amen. There was a rich ruler that says, I want to follow you. He said, I, I, I've kept, he said, well, okay, well, go, amen, and uh, uh, sell all that you have. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it because he had many riches. He had great lifestyle because it says that he kept the law, amen, he's kept the law, amen, from his childhood. So he had a good lifestyle. But that one thing, that one thing, glory to God, amen, he said he couldn't do. Amen. So it's that one thing that Judas liked. Amen. It's that one thing, that silver, because he had the money back that caused him to betray Christ. Amen. It's that one thing. Glory to God. Amen. I'm going to preach that one day, that one thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so it's, it's important for us to understand, amen, God's ways. Philippians 4 and amen and uh, uh, 19 is our point. But I start reading in verse uh, 14. He said, nevertheless, you have done, Philippians 4 and 14, nevertheless, you've done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with, shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I'm full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you as a sweet-smelling aroma, acceptable, amen, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Here's my point. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. And my God shall supply all your needs. My God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. Now to our Father, to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. My God shall supply all your needs. Glory to God. Amen. He will supply. He's Jehovah Jireh. Amen. He will supply all that we need. In the name of Jesus Christ, glory to God. After that, Abraham was uh, tested. God reconfirmed to him the promise. Amen. He reaffirmed to him the promise that, amen, blessings, I will bless you. Amen. So Abraham's obedience, amen, on, uh, uh, concerning that test, we are now standing in part of the promise uh, God made to Abraham as descendants. Glory to God. We're part of that seed, and that seed was Christ. Through that one man's obedience, glory to God, generations are blessed. That's what you got to get down in your spirit. Hallelujah. Your relationship with God, amen, your relationship, amen, with God uh, is not just going to be effective while you're living. 
your relationship will spill over even after you have gone on to be with the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. So we see that in uh, uh, Abraham's growing relationship with the Lord, he also grows in confidence. Ah, that's it. Amen. As Abraham grows in his relationship and experience with God, he grows, uh, amen, simultaneously in his confidence. That's what we want to put up. Hallelujah. Amen. So when, when his son, that's a powerful lesson. When his son asks by observation and experience, Father, I see the wood, I see the fire as the altar, but I don't see no lamb. Amen. Uh, uh, out of that observation, he observed a lack. And, 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 and Abram's answer came out of this confidence relationship with God. The Lord will provide for himself a ram, the lamb. Amen. The Lord will provide for himself. That's the most powerful thing that we can, amen, teach uh, the next generation is that in the midst of lack, if we, amen, there's no time for panic, no time for worry, no time, glory to God, to fall out, amen, we, we should have this statement well in our spirit, not just to parrot, but by confident walking with the Lord, amen, the Lord will provide. Glory to God. Every time they have a question about a shortage, our answer should be the Lord will provide for himself. Amen. And, and, and in that as well, God got to get the glory. He has to get the glory. Many times the reason why Amen. God can't use us because he knows, he knows his people. He knows his children. Amen. We'll rob him of glory and do all kinds of stuff. Praise God. This, this, this uh, interaction in Genesis 22 is a grown folks talk. Because you got to remember that Abraham was 75 years old when he initially promised a descendant. 25 years passed to get Isaac. Amen. Now I, amen. That's a hundred. So at this, at that point, he's a hundred years old when Isaac is born. Uh, obviously, Isaac is old enough to carry the wood, to make the journey. So he's a man, a young man. He could have resisted Abraham. Glory to God. And so this Abraham is full of age, a full age. And as a result, got to get this in your spirit. His relationship with God reflects his confidence. Glory to God. Amen. His relationship with God is reflected by his confidence. The Lord will provide. Hallelujah. Amen. It, it, it is a, a sin and a shame. Amen. To be on the church road 40, 50 years, 30 years, 20 years. Amen. And still be immature. Amen. Still spew out in the midst of lack worldly conversation. Amen. That is a sin and a shame. Praise God. Faith conversation, confidence com conversation comes out of a relationship, a growing relationship with the Almighty. Hebrews 6, 13 through 20. This is what it says. Hebrews 6. Amen. Chapter 6 and verse 13. This is what it says. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself. Since there was no one greater to swear by, amen, he says, I swear by myself. 
Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Say, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. Verse 15, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Amen. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and an oath confirms what is said and put an end to all argument. But God, who wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the, amen, to his heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. I'm reading this out of the New International Version. God did this so that by two immutable or, or unchangeable things on which it is impossible for God to lie, when, when we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Thank you, Father. We have this hope as an anchor of, for the soul. We have this hope, amen, for an anchor of the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus Christ, has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Glory to God. Amen. Our, our soul, amen, is anchored behind the veil, is anchored in Christ. He is the forerunner. My soul is anchored in the Lord. My ship may rock up and down. Amen. It may, amen, vibrate from side to side. But when you look me up on the map, my longitude and my latitude will still be the same. Why? Because my soul is anchored behind the veil in the inner sanctuary upon the forerunner, Christ. He keeps me grounded. Glory to God. In the midst of the storm, I will not drift. I will not yield. I will not collapse. I will not cave in. I will not quit. Why? Because my soul is anchored in the Lord. That's why I don't doubt. That's why I don't be, that's why I'm not tossed about with every wind of doctrine. Why? Because my soul is anchored in the Lord. All glory be unto God for all that, he's, that he has done. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Amen. Before you are presented to the world, you need patience. Before God can take you to, amen, to the nations, you need patience. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to go through all of the trials so that your, amen, let patience have its perfect work. Amen. That you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. You want to go out fully equipped in the Lord. Thank you, Father. You want to go forth in your next level of assignment, fully equipped in the Lord. Amen. God said, back to Genesis 22, God says, amen, call from heaven a second time. After, amen, he had, uh, God provided a, a ram in the bush, praise God, and the angel called a second time and said, by myself I sworn, <laughs> says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will blessings, I will bless you. Multiply and I will multiply you, your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand of the seashore, your descendants shall possess the gates of the enemy. Glory to God. Amen. Our conviction, and I'm done, in this generation, amen, will spill over as an inheritance to the next generation. Say it again. It's our conviction in this lifetime, 
amen, will spill over as an inheritance for our sons, our grandsons, our great-grandsons. Glory to God. Your descendants will be blessed by your obedience in God. Thank you, Father. So it's just not just one generation that's being blessed. It is many generations. Why? Because one man, one, because one chose to obey God. That's all God needs. He don't need a whole harem of people. He just needs one that he can use. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't panic. It's just a test. Amen. It's, it's just a test. Glory to God. Amen. Be sober. Be vigilant. Understanding. Amen. It's just a test. And amen. And God is about to uh, elevate the church. Amen. About to elevate the church. Praise God. But it will not happen until we've been through and passed a series of tests. There was only one question asked on this test. One question. And that question came from the son. Amen. It's just by observation. Father, I see the wood. I see the fire. There's the altar, but where is the lamb? Glory to God. And Abraham answered the best answer that anyone can give. The Lord will provide. It's, it's reminiscent of Ezekiel 37. Amen. God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And his answer was, you know. Amen. So praise God. The confidence that Isaac rest upon after that answer is all on the Lord. So that's something that he will take for him, with him the rest of his life as well. Glory to God. So let's, let's stand strong. Let's stand in God. Amen. Let's stand firm in what the Lord is saying. Amen. That our soul is anchored behind the veil. Through faith and patience, we will receive the promise in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the hearer tonight, those that are growing fasting. Father God, that, the, that we will break past the old barrier, break past the old limitations, break past the old landmark, and go out into open field as you lead us in the name of Jesus, that we want, will not be in the same place with the same limitations after this fast. We'll be in a totally different place because of your grace and because of your power. We bless you. We magnify you. Extol you. You are God and our King, the lifter up of our head, and you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy, the Holy, Holy One that inhabits eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.